this is Dirk Manning, the writer and creator of Nightmare World, Tales of Mystery, writer wrong, a writer's guide to creating comics. You are listening to The Spectre Show. Welcome to the Spectre Show, episode 22, Screaming Slave. Uh, even though I said that I would not name the titles anymore, I went ahead and named them anyway. Just go ahead and live with it. Um, I am fresh out of the Walker Stalker Con slash Heroes and Villains Fan Fest from Portland. And um, that happened this past weekend. Yesterday was the last day as I record this. Uh, this is a Monday for uh, Inside Baseball people. I've uh, I enjoyed myself. I got to meet a lot of a lot of people. Um, there's uh, there's a lot of people that I didn't really know who they were, and uh, I went ahead and met some of them anyway. Um, I got to get pictures with um, Brett Dalton, who plays uh, Grant Ward in Agents of Shield, and he is also Hive. Uh, the Hive character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, uh, I didn't... I got Brett, Brandon Routh's uh, signature on something for my wife as she wasn't able to get it. Um, I got a selfie with uh, John Barrowman, who, uh, along with Brett Dalton, I asked to do a bumper for this show. They they both declined and both said that they weren't allowed to do that. Um I asked Brett first. He said he didn't think he was allowed, and he looked at his uh, handler, and she shook her head no. And then, um, then I, I I asked John Barrowman, and Barrowman actually explained that um, he's they're they're not allowed to do it. I'm pretty positive the reason is is so that you know he's not asked seventy five thousand times to do uh, bumpers for podcasts without being vetted, and um, that if I went through his website and his manager that that would be uh, they would be able to check this podcast out and and go from there. Well, funny story about that. Um, John Barrowman's um, website states explicitly that he does not do um, messages. Well, I, he, it. I forget how it was worded, but basically it includes podcast bumpers. So um, even if I asked, I doubt very seriously, I would be be getting one. It's it's fine that they have that policy, and I don't want to indicate to anyone that I am bitter or that I believe that something should have happened a specific way and did not. So just know that I'm just relaying this because I've, I, I honestly I wouldn't have thought of this had this not come up. Um, I also got to get pictures with Sean Gunn, and he is the, uh, he's the, I hate to put it this way, but he's the assistant to uh, Yondu in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He also plays um, Rocket Raccoon on set, so that somebody has, so that they have somebody to interact with on set. Um, I got selfies with um, Michael Cudlitz, who is Abraham from The Walking Dead. I also got uh, Seth Gilliam, who is the preacher guy on Walking Dead, but I know him as the vet uh, character on Teen Wolf, because that's where I saw him first. There was also, let's see, who else, who else selfied? Um, 
Actually, well, and I, I got to shake a lot of hands, too. Um, I got real friendly with, um, I had extra time, and my wife is a volunteer at this. So uh, some of the celebrities that didn't have a lot of high traffic that I was told were fairly nice to get along with, um, I went ahead and uh, went ahead and, and basically hung out with them um, at the uh, at the show when, whenever they had nothing going on. So Michael Trainor, who um, for those who is being as as not spoilery as I possibly can, Michael Trainor plays the the guy. He he describes himself as the asshole, but he plays the asshole on the dumpster with Glenn. And for anyone that understands what that reference is, that's him. So um, I also got to meet uh, Jordan Woods Robinson. I always want to say Scott for some reason. I don't understand. And not his first name. I mean, like Jordan Scott Woods Robinson or something like that. I don't know. But Jordan Woods Robinson is the partner to the guy that finds um, the group in the shed to bring them into that uh, Alexandria city place. So um, I got to talk with him a lot. Um, oh, there was a there was a lot of there was a lot of vendors. Unlike the Portland Wizard World or the Rose City Comic Con that I have been to in the past, this was the most laid back convention I've ever seen. Um, there were far less. There were far less um, vendors at this, but it, it was still, it was really spread out. Um, it didn't seem like there was nearly as many people there as would be for a Road City Comic Con or a Portland Wizard World. So there was a, uh, I mean, there was that laid backness. But I mean, everybody else was like, uh, it just didn't seem like anybody was in a rush to get anything. Nobody wanted to, to bump you out of their way. Nobody, it was just real relaxed and, and non-pressury and everything just went well. I mean, even uh, uh, what I noticed in some of these places is that the, the line to get food is like a, people want the food. They are willing to bump you out of the way to get the food or they're sneaking in lines and things like that. This, that did not happen at all. Everybody's real cordial real laid back it was it was very it was a very pleasant con to be at and i am now looking forward to rose city comic con and um i'm going to attempt still to be uh steampunk green lantern as my cosplay uh i'm only going to cosplay one day and um i well that that's the plan is to cosplay the one day so i just wanted to let everybody know that that was a good con to be at very interesting, and they've already announced that they're going to come back next year because apparently they did well enough. So, also at the show was um, Michael Rooker. Uh, there was Milo Ventimiglia, um, who I learned at a panel uh, speaks Japanese, at least partially. He's learning Japanese. I'm learning Vietnamese, so I I I, I agreed with the why he's learning Japanese because he he said he wants to keep his mind active, and that's. Not exactly the reason I'm learning Vietnamese, but it does fall into that category. I mean, I, it's one of the things I would like to keep doing. Um, who else was there? There was um, Lawrence Gilliam Jr., who plays Bob on The Walking Dead. Um, Iron E. Uh, Singleton, I think is his last name. He he was T-Dog on The Walking Dead, and uh, he was there. There, uh, Josh McDermott was there. Um, he's Eugene on The Walking Dead. 
Let's see who else. Jeez, there was the well, there were the Arrow people. The um, using their character names. Um, there was uh, Oliver and Thea and uh, Diggle. Um, there was a couple of characters that I haven't seen yet, but I am now a season behind on Arrow, so it's because I haven't seen them that I didn't really know who they were. I know their character names, so it's going to be interesting to see where they get put in and how they fit into the rest of the rest of the show's cast. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, it was, it was just a good show and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad to report that, uh, that it was as good as it was. So I have talked in the past about wanting to write the serial fiction and I have already put finger to keyboard uh, or pen to paper, but it's instead on keyboard. That's why I went finger to keyboard. I've already put up, let's see here, I, I wrote a, a quick first draft of the first chapter, basically. Um, I was kind of going in multiple directions at the same time, so then I, I needed to, despite despite my dislike for the format of following a specific character per chapter, I'm going to do a follow the character per chapter thing so that I can be more cohesive rather than walk you into a room with character A and walk you out of a room with character B so that you're following character B at that point. Well, I just shifted focus and it was really lumpy like that. So I'm, I'm, I've got three characters that I'm starting out with. I've written 4,200 words as of this recording. So just know that I am not necessarily writing every night. Like for instance, last night, wait, this is not Monday. This is Tuesday. Last night, Monday night, um, <laughs> I don't know why I tell you these things. Um, last night I ended up working, oh geez, it was almost a, it was like an 11 and a half hour day. It was really long, so I didn't get a chance to write anything. Tonight I had to podcast because Sunday I was waiting for my wife to get out of the con. We got out of the con fairly late, and then by the time we got back home, it was, it was on the later end, so I decided not to do the the podcast then so if I didn't do it tonight then I'd have to do it tomorrow and something inside me just tells me that tomorrow's not going to be a spectacular day uh, at work so I wanted to go ahead and get it out of the way now so with that um, at this point with the with the way things are going I'm guessing I'm probably not going to get to write again until Sunday uh, I have been um, forcibly drawn into work on Monday, which is my day off, but at least it's all day overtime that I'll be in. And then Tuesday on the 4th, I will try to write some more also. And with Sunday happening as a writing, if I can get as many words down as I, I did this first shot, I think that I'm pretty sure that I can have chapter one done and have my wife start editing it while I start working on chapter two on the Tuesday and then, you know, work in a try to do 500 words a day or something like that just to just to keep a steady pace going I'm aiming at between six and ten thousand words per chapter uh, my goal is right now eight thousand words for chapter one so as we can all look at that I'm halfway through I've written it's well I shouldn't say chapters at this point I should use installment episodes because I'm going to release this serially so Episode one has three chapters. It's got one character, chapter one, second character, chapter two, third character, chapter three. So the three chapters are going to be about 8,000 words. 
I'm I would rather go over that than under that, so I'm going to be shooting for at least eight thousand words. That'll be the first episode. I'll give that to my wife and start writing episode two. The I'm setting myself a personal deadline of releasing these. Uh, first thing in January of 2018. If I can polish off the whole series and edit it in a reasonable amount of time, well, have it edited with a reasonable amount of time, do the rewrites, have it re-edited, and then you know have it polished, I might release it earlier, but right now, <clears throat> just consider it's going to happen in January because that's really... I, I, I need to work on a deadline, and I don't want to be a flexible deadline. So expect... And, well... You know what? Let's say January, 100% for sure, because let me do what an HBO would do or an Audible would do. Let's have a run-up of advertisements going on before that happens so you'll get the the gist. So in September, I'll be talking about that on uh, The Greatest Show when we come back. You're going to have these shows throughout, so there won't be any problems there, so we'll be able to keep up. Um this is not a story I've had rolling around in my head for a long period of time, like a lot of my stories are. This one, this one is the, this is the hardest one to explain. Um, let's let's do this the long way and be as obtuse about it as possible. I like Game of Thrones. I like Game of Thrones because there is interesting things going on, and while it is basically a fictionalized version of actual history, which is the War of the Roses. Um, I'm, I wanted to do something like that to build a basis or a historical reference for this planet that I have had. I, I, this planet that I have created, has ha- it's got a uh, knight's samurai type thing going on in the, in the past and in the present... Well, I shouldn't... The entire history of this planet from swords and shields all the way up to spaceships and warp drives is... is I know how things happen. So basically I'm writing how things started out and how they got to where they went. Um, this planet has a longer history than ours and there is a reason for that. You will uh, find out why in the narrative of what I am currently writing. When I'm done with the Swords and Shields part of it, I will advance the series into the Space Age because um, once we have the history and the basis and basically the the foundation for everything that builds up from there, I can go to the Space Age to start developing the story that you're going to learn in the future. So there will be hints dropped all over the place. So right there, just the way I explain things, you can assume let's go with um game of thrones with you've got uh let's say game of thrones is earth's past and you're got seated throughout that there's going to be um something larger and more cosmic in the future but you're learning that way way back so there you go um, that's the first thing I wanted to write. I know that uh, it sounds very lofty, but um, this first serial fiction thing that I wanted to this first serial fiction this first series I wanted to write, I wanted to have open ended. So I wanted to have that opportunity to, if I want to jump to an analog of a modern day, like a 
like a Sherlock Holmes type story in the middle of the the two you know main eras that I was developing. You know, I have that option, but um, it's it's a long history, thousands and thousands of years, and like I said, there's there's reasons for that. You'll find that all out in the narrative. Um, unlike Game of Thrones, uh, I didn't want to do the standard fantasy tropes, <clears throat> and the first thing I didn't want to do was use Western mid- Middle Ages tech. Uh, terminology and technology so um <clears throat> we always get shows like game of thrones that have knights and crusaders and they all they're you know kings and queens and and barons and, and duchesses and and they all fight on horses and they do the noble thing and they wear the armor and yada 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 I want to while have a small piece of that in the world that I've got um I wanted to do more Eastern style. So you're not fighting for a religious reason. You're not a knight. You're not, it's not necessarily even feudal. Factions in this world, in this era, are feudal. So you will actually get to see or read about um, like a samurai like caste system but i wanted to focus mainly on the way the uh zhang hu uh, world the kung fu world of china movies you know, you know the wuxia stuff i wanted to focus on that style where they don't have warrior class uh you know farmer class they don't have class systems like that they just had people that knew how to fight so yes there was royalty but that royalty came from somewhere, and the 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 warriors that you're using in your armies aren't 100. That's not their sole existence. They're not just warriors. They they farm. They write poetry. They cook. <clears throat> they do all kinds of things. I realize I got a cold. <coughs> Excuse me. So these. The, the Zhang Hu characters, the Wuxia characters, they, they're, they're, they're the primary thing in this world. So I'm going to be writing Eastern fantasy. So there, there are different things than humans in this uh, series. And uh, I'm hoping that the way I'm explaining them is adequate. So a little bit of history on me. Uh, I have explained this somewhere else before. It might have been on the columns on my site. But basically when I have written in the past, I always get to a point where I do what I call an info dump. And any writers out there will understand what an info dump is. Basically I get to a point and then all of a sudden I unload a whole bunch of important information that you need to know before moving on to the future. Well, why... I keep asking myself why I do that and I keep doing it so I don't know how to stop myself. So this series is going to help me break that. So one of the characters you are introduced to almost immediately is not human. You find this out in a kind of oblique way. It's explained and then as I go I'm going to explain little bits in Bob's more. So as as you're reading through this you're finding out what this species does and why they do it and how they do it and how they tie into the rest of the world you will also be meeting other species along the way so to use uh tolkien um like 
characters. Let's say this character is an elf. So I don't, fl- you know, I, I let you know this character is not human. It's light. It's It's got pointy ears. They, they live really long. And as we're going, we find out, okay, well, they came from this place, but he's interacting with this dwarf. They don't get along. What's a dwarf? I'll give you a little bit of information about that. Just the barest, just to, so you have something to latch on to in your mind. And then this elf, is, it goes, hangs out with more humans, and then you meet a dragon, and you fight the dragon, and then maybe you, um, maybe you come up against uh, an orc, but you're not, I'm not, at no point in time am I going to stop and say, this is what an orc is, this is what they look like, this is what they do, this is where they came from, this is their society, all in one shot. You're going to learn these things little bits and bobs at a time, and as I progress into the series, while I have, I, I needed to have a couple of humans starting off and then a non-human to kind of show you that things are going to be different than you thought and then as I branch out I'm going to be branching out with different characters this means humans this means other species in the world that we live in Um, maybe we're branching out to other types of societies so maybe you run into the the samurai like caste people um i definitely have a plan to run into the um feudal knights that i told you i wanted a small part of uh there is also another thing going on that will have a completely different focus and then the the strangest species i guess that i i haven't i haven't figured out how to introduce them to you yet um (laughs) They, they don't play a direct role early on. So, I mean, I've got some time to, to plot out how they get in here. But there's a, there's just it's going to be really hard to make explanations. The first draft I wrote of all this was very... I was trying to write it as if I was some sort of living historian, living all this, and just kind of writing it down as I went. And I the longer I went into that, the more I realized I can't do that effectively and do what I'm trying to do with the explanation. So, I mean, I can't write, I can't write about what you're going to think an elf looks like if I'm in that world and already know what an elf is. So, I mean, I had to back up and that's why I did the rewrite is to tell it with a, tell it with a modern voice basically is, uh, Hey, this, you, this, you run into this, these are the, the key features you need to pay attention to. And uh, as we go along, then, oh, hey, this 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 thing also happens. Um, the character's kind of like, oh, hey, uh, uh, you're really light. Well, yeah, I'm really light because, you know, because that's, that's how we are. Well, I, I haven't had a lot of contact with, with your species. So um, there's another important fact is while the species are largely integrated i mean it's going to be seamless like if you walk up and you see a big if you see a wookie i mean it's like yeah in fact like star wars people aren't freaked out by seeing a wookie but not all wookies want to hang out with humans so there's a good example right there that (laughs) i uh, i hadn't thought about that so yeah so star wars kind of works out i do using the star wars analog let me run with that too is i i don't want this to be a you kind of start out here and you're building from there and this is a bright shiny world now this world has been lived in it has gotten to where it's at by doing specific things i'm not going to i'm not going to do what george R. R. martin has done and i'm not going to have some sort of gigantic historical lesson somewhere in this series 
you don't really, it doesn't, one thing that, well, two things that happen before you start reading are important to know about for the future. Everything else is, I mean, you don't need to know about the, the struggles of the samurai, samurai caste system that, that went up from this particular mountaintop, and then when there was an earthquake, it fell off, and, and they ended up back in a valley, but they decided to do something different, create this caste system because it seemed to work out great, and now they're maintaining their borders against the, uh, the more western knighthood, for instance, so... There, I've just given you audio background on um, stuff you're never going to read because why you don't need to know why that happened. You just need to know that's where they're at right now. Things happened to get them there. There's uh, a mistrust between these kinds of things, and then you're just going to go forward from there. So like I said, other than two really important things, you're not going to get a whole lot of history lesson, um, at least not in the um, fantasy setting. Um, there, there, there may be, there may be more historical type stuff in the future, uh, like in the the space age. But I mean that they'll they'll have more reasons for that because there is a the story that I'm telling there is it's it's going to need to be a lot of looking back. But I want to be so far removed from the fantasy setting that you're you're looking back the way we look back modern day. We can talk all we want about ancient Greece and ancient Egypt and ancient Rome and uh, ancient Sumeria and the the Joman and um, ancient China. We can talk all we want about that. Do we have some written records? Yeah. Are they vague and not? Are they vague and, and not as helpful as they could be as if they were written by a historian? Right. Exactly. So you're drawing on information, putting pieces together, figuring things out, and what we have with like the dinosaurs, we have a we have a brief. <laughs> they existed for millions of years, but we have a brief overview of kind of what they were doing and what happened to end them but we don't really i mean we weren't there so i mean in my space age tale you're there one character's not going to go well this character in 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 whatever bc did this one specific thing well how do we know that they did this one specific thing nobody was there to see it well we think that's what happened well it's, it's got to be vague because that's the way history operates it's this world at some point realizes that their history is super important and they really keep great records at that point. But it's like us. We kept great records, I want to say, from the early 1900s on. So, I mean, we got all kinds of records about all kinds of things. But early 1900s doesn't tell us what happened at the at the war in uh, the Aegean Sea. All right. We don't know what happened. We don't know that the Trojan War uh, went this one specific way just because Homer wrote it that way. I mean, we don't know that that's even a historical record. We think it's a story about something allegorical because, well, there's deities and gods and mythology and all that other kind of stuff going on. So I want to keep the history in the space age like that. I want everybody to, I mean, yes, you will understand what's gone on to a certain point. But I'm building up towards a specific cutoff, and then that cutoff is when I plan to do the jump forward. Is that going to be in Season 2? No. Season 3? 
Maybe. Season four? Maybe. Depends on how much I need to tell before I get there. There's there's a lot that I want to say. When I am done with that series, I will go to something that has been rolling around in my head a while, and I will start writing that. Because, like I had mentioned in the past, I want to use the HBO model. Well, actually, I probably wrote this, so that's why you're probably hearing this for the first time. I want to do the HBO model. So if I do the 13 straight week release of this uh, Eastern Fantasy, I'll just call it Eastern Fantasy, maybe I take 13 weeks off. And then 13 weeks after that, I release uh, uh, my war anthology series about this one specific SEAL team in the jungle or whatever. And then I take 13 weeks after that and I revisit the Eastern Fantasy. And then maybe I pop up with something new. You know, um, the, the HBO model is basically 13 weeks of release, then new series, then 13 weeks of that new series. You can do that four times in a year. Evenly distributed, 52 weeks is 13 um is 13 weeks, four groups of 13 weeks. So I could potentially, well, I mean, I can do more than one series at a time too, but I really want to focus to make sure that I get the first one out and then start worrying about whether or not I can do a second one. So you're actually going to get two seasons of this Eastern fantasy before you see anything else from me. If somebody else wants to jump in and add their series to the mix i will absolutely publish it that way for them and you know maybe i can build up emerald specter as a uh, serial fiction series type thing so i think that at this point though i have gone on long enough this is going to be a longer episode uh you can get a hold of me at emeraldspector.com at gmail.com the website is emeraldspector.com which is where you should be able to find this podcast um you can uh, contact me at Emerald Spectre on both Instagram and Twitter. And I guess I if, if I have a Facebook page. It's emeraldspacespectre.com that you can search for and you can join that. I would love to have more followers. Uh, there is our YouTube channel where you can watch all of our historic... Uh, historic? Our archived um, episodes of The Greatest Show. There will be more Greatest Shows coming. We just did our final uh, Greatest Show fight series in which there were some surprises. So uh, I suggest you watch that. It's the, probably the shortest one. I mean, there was a lot of big a lot of big fights in that one. And, I mean, if, if, if the other hosts are interested in more, I, I can certainly run another one, but I don't intend to at this point. So... It's kind of dead on, dead on the vine on that one, but uh, you can find all that on the YouTube channel. Just search for Emerald Spectre uh, and you know find the channel. I want to thank you all for listening, and you all have a wonderful week. We will talk to you next week on EmeraldSpectre.com.